A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, World Game Changers, wherever you are in the world today. On this podcast episode, I'm joined by a lady from Africa, Cameroon to be more precise, a lady by the name of Danielle Asamanto. And uh, we're going to be talking about something today. It's time to believe in it now. Danielle, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Paul. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) My pleasure. And... So just just frame for us, if you will, Danielle, why you chose the title of It's Time to Believe in It now, because you've actually wrote wrote a chapter in a book, Speaking from Our Heart, mm-hmm. Volume 7, around exactly the same thing. What, what, just mm-hmm. a little starter on what this actually means. Uh, I would really like to start by, first of all, thanking you uh, for the opportunity of giving me, I mean, for giving me this great opportunity to <laughs> to also co-author this book, this powerful book. It's time to believe in it now. So powerful. You know, I actually decided to write uh, this book. It's time to believe, I mean, to write having this title because I believe that uh, there are so many people around that actually have lose hope and they actually, due to the circumstances they are going through, due to the various setbacks in life and the challenges, and they tend to give up so soon. So uh, this book is for everyone that is finding it very hard, right, to achieve their dreams or to attain uh, their goals in life, to make them understand that it's possible for you to achieve whatever goals you have set. You just need to believe in it now and, you know, start taking the necessary steps in order to accomplish whatsoever you've set as, as goal. So um, I would say in, in brief, that's, that's, that's what the book is all about. And I also um, uh, recount my own story and some of the people that I that were facing the same challenges like me. Uh, that's from the right beginning of uh, the, my, the chapter of uh, a very good friend of mine who has at a certain point in life was feeling so discouraged. She was sick and she lost her job and you know everything was just like falling apart for her. And she was thinking of, of giving, giving, uh, giving up because it was so hard for her. She couldn't imagine herself that she has worked so hard in order to get where she is at that moment. And everything has just turned apart. And, you know, the future was just looking uh, bleak, you know, was just turning bleak. And she was like, what am I going to do? So uh, in brief, it's for everyone that wants to find more encouragement and that wants to know if it is possible for them to, achieve any other goals I've said thank you so much um, Paul for this great question okay so interesting how you wrote the chapter in speaking from a heart volume seven book Daniel when you spell it you spelt it in capitals so it said it 
Now that was a little, that was very clever, wasn't it? Because you're actually yeah. in your professional life involved in mm. it, aren't you? Just give us mm. a, a very, very brief overview of what what it means in your professional world. Yes, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for this powerful question. I would say it for me signifies uh, my dreams. It signifies for everyone that has something that he's believing so hard in it. And in my situation, it was the fact that I just graduated my master's and um, I was thinking of becoming an entrepreneur. And I was also thinking of writing a book and uh, taking me back. Now, before that, I had, uh, when I graduated from college, I almost dropped out of school, you know, because my parents were facing some financial challenges and they couldn't afford to pay for my school fees. And I was like, uh, you know, thinking that everything is over for me. And I asked myself so many questions, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going, going to achieve my dreams now that, you know, I'm not able to get the, the education, you know, I've always wanted to get. I'm not able to advance my studies so far. And uh, I, you know, there was really a great change at the moment that I noticed that, you know, and I realized that I could actually do whatever I want to do if only I believe. So, um, you know, and and I took, at that point, I took the necessary steps, you know, going and the extra mile to really become what I want, what despite the setbacks and all what is going on in the family, in the society, you know, and it's really different, you know, Africa and more precisely Cameroon is more different. It's different from the Western world, you know, where you can actually get from, uh, you know, graduate from college, and you get a job as easy as possible. You know, here, uh, they tend to, like entrepreneurs and business owners, they tend to believe that, you know, um, young graduate, not really young graduate, but, you know, college, uh, you know, uh, drop out or, you know, they, yeah, they, they, they actually don't have the, the necessary expertise, right? To, to take a role or, you know, to do whatsoever. So the chances of you graduating from, for a young, uh, young person graduating from college to get a job are really so low. So at that point, I, I actually had to do so many things. Like I even did door-to-door sales and I even teach uh, um, some young people around my neighborhood. So I really had to take the necessary steps whatsoever, right? In order for me to go to that, uh, to go to that university, obtain my master's degree and come out and do something great of my life. So, um, and also, so when I graduated, at that point, when I graduated from, uh, after everything, after the struggle in life, I graduated from, uh, you know, with a master's degree from the university. And uh, I was still confused because I was asking myself again, so many questions. Like I was like, something was missing in my life. Something like, I just thought of going to school, right? And um, I really never thought about what I would really do. Like, I just wanted to start a business to help other people, but I never have defined what I really wanted in life. And at that point, I had a problem of finding my purpose. Like, 
you know, I was asking myself so many questions, like, why am I on earth? What the heck am I, what, what the heck am I here to do? Like, you know, I have my master's degree from, uh, with um, uh, in international uh, marketing, but now what next? So at that point, I needed to identify what my purpose is. And it was not really an easy process because I had to read books. I had to um, follow online programs. Like, and at that point, I never thought of a mentor, right? So most my mentor were uh, my, the books I read. I read so many of them. And I also, at that point, had to seek for what you call source, but I had to seek for God. Like, you know, he definitely created me and he knows best what is good for me. So at that point, I needed to seek his counsel. Like, what, why did you create me? Like, I kept on asking myself so many questions with the books I read. And I would say, thank God, he actually helped me out because at the end of the day, I actually was very certain about what I wanted to do. But as you know, in life, there are always challenges and setbacks. But if only you believe in it and you take the necessary steps, you definitely overcome them and get to where you've always planned. So um, let me come in yeah. there if I can, please. Let me come in there, please. Um, so on that note, and because I'm really keen to capture, you mentioned a very, very, very important word here, purpose. I want to capture that. I want to drill down, drill down on that. So do you know what your purpose is now then? Because obviously you hit that wall of confusion. So in a very, very brief, brief, short, punchy statement, Danielle, so I've got yeah. a lot of questions I want to ask you. So what is mm -hmm. your purpose then? Yeah, I, so after everything, I, I came to the conclusion that my purpose is to use what God has given me, which is my gift, my skills, and my talent in order to serve others. Whatever it is, like whatever, I, it's so dear to me, you know, it's so dear to me. Whatever it is, I have my purpose in life is to use what God has given me, what is within me, right, to serve other people. And I, at that point, you know, in fact, if, if I was to give a one line sentence about definition of my purpose, that's it. And uh, to go further, I would say at that point, I needed to identify what then is my gift, skills and my talent. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Mm. So what, I mean, that's, that's dovetailed in quite nicely, Daniel. So what are your gifts, skills, talents then? Yes. So, um, I also had to do a couple of exercises at that point to find out what my gift, my, what were my gifts. And, and uh, if I was to say what my gift, I'm a very tenacious person and uh, I have the capacity, right? To speak to people and they actually enjoy their attention. You know, it just comes so naturally and, I, and they, you know, to pick their attention and at the same time their trust. Um, maybe it's because how God created me or how I am, but it's really a very great thing for my, uh, for, for my career and everything because I am into digital marketing and uh, my business is about helping uh, business, other business owners, uh, more specifically coaches and uh, uh, innovative solution providers to build their brands online establish themselves as authority in their field and drive more sales. 
So um, having that as a gift and also an, another gift, you know, I have several of them, tenacious, resilient, hardworking person, because despite everything, I never gave up. And, um, you know, my skills, I could also look at, uh, for the skills, I could also look at what I've done so far in the past, you know, my experiences, which might have something to do uh, with my choices, right? Uh, maybe directly or indirectly linked to what I've studied in schools, because what, what I, um, uh, let's say for my choices in life, like if I decided to go and study marketing, right, in order to promote businesses, definitely there is something, you said something like there's nothing, there's no such things as a coincidence, you know, the reason why, the reason we actually connected and we are able to do this thing is not, there's, there's no coincidence in this. You know, so I believe that the choices we make at time in life, there is no such things as a coincidence. So, um, you know, my skills has to do with also my choices, you know, um, my choices of what I want to do, of what I've done. So identifying what my passion was, like what I really like doing, which will also prompt me or push me to go and choose a particular field of study in school. Um, it is true that many people actually end up not doing what they have studied in school. And that's my case because I'm doing digital marketing, but I studied just marketing and no digital in it. But I, at a certain point, I found so much interest in the digital world. <laughs> so um, on that yeah. point, Daniel, let me come in again, if I may, please. So, you know, this digital marketing, your technical uh, background is, is for me, in my own opinion, a skill that you have. But having the privilege you've got to know you over the last few weeks, you have a gift. And for me, this is your gift. You haven't mentioned anything about this so far. I, and I'll, I'll address the listeners on this. And as I've just said, listeners, I have had the good fortune and Daniel's right there is no coincidence there are no coincidences what we call in life we create yeah. intention either consciously or subconsciously and we take mm -hmm. actions either directly or indirectly and then we're surprised that we land oh I didn't think that would happen well yes you did because you you've manifested it and we're not always aware of that, are we? Hence to say, just be careful what you wish for, because it just might happen. And mm -hmm. then we're, oh, that's just coincidence. No coincidence, mm -hmm. listeners. But to get back to the point around what my humble opinion, Danielle's true gift is, it's a massive, massive compassionate heart. Skills can be learned. Skills come and go. We upgrade them. Technology changes. What we learned yesterday might be old out tomorrow. You know, skills, irrespective of where we are, you know, a mechanic or an IT technician, it doesn't matter what it is, things change. Yeah. But for me, the real constant groundedness is that having that deep, compassionate, caring, loving heart. And that is the gift that I found um, in Danielle. Danielle, have you got any thoughts about what I've said, how I framed that? Uh, about compassion, <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah, I, I would say yes, that right. But though I've never really thought at it that way, but now that you spoke about it, I I believe that's true. 
Like I have a really compassionate heart and it's really great to hear that from you because we have had so many conversations and you were able to pick that, you know, through our conversation. And I would say that's really true because um, so many people actually tell me about being compassionate for others and, you know, but I really never saw it as, as a skill. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. I would say it's a skill. It's, no, it's not a skill. I'm not saying it's a skill. Uh, oh, sorry. Gifts. Yeah. Sorry, gifts. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Things we learned for me um, around IT or around becoming a mechanic or around whatever it is with your best skills. But that, mm-hmm. but that thing that lies within us, that gift, when you speak about your God, your source, that's been planted in you. Danielle, to give to others. And that's certainly what I've picked up on, um, you know, in the short time, relatively short time, although I feel that, you know, we've got to know each other well. And I certainly appreciate that, that heart-centeredness, that, that powerful, that love that you emit. Now, let me ask you this question, a little bit about African culture, because obviously from my own part of the point of view, Danielle, as a Westerner, mm-hmm. great. You know, I've got the great appreciation or experience of African culture. So I'm always keen to learn. But when I know that from podcasts that I've done generally, that different people or different cultures around the world sometimes struggle with that word love. How, and it is a massive generalization, but how do the African people relate to the word love? Do they embrace it? Uh, naturally or is it oh we don't talk about love how is it with African people yeah um I would say Africa it's a you know especially in my country we we are so welcoming and I would say we are also known for one of the countries where people can come in and get out without any problem as compared to maybe some of our neighbors right never neighbor countries where uh, you know some movement are restricted when you are a foreigner, but in 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 Cameroon so far we are so loving, especially when it has to do with foreigners, you know, and with our brothers and sisters. Yes, not excluding that, but we are so welcoming, you know, uh, despite the fact that we've been having experiencing some crisis in the uh, in the past some four years now. Um, but we are we are really loving because our, our our ancestors, you know, they really brought us up in a way that we are to embrace other cultures. Considering that we have so many about three hundred, uh, more than three hundred ethnic groups, we um we we actually are we we actually were taught to embrace other people with different cultures, and that's just how we grew up in a way that they can be. Uh, peace, you know, though we've been experiencing some political crisis, but as you all know, not everybody at a certain point might be satisfied, you know, with the, the way uh, maybe the leader in a country at a certain point is leading, right, his community or is leading his, his people. So things happen, but when it comes to love, we are really, we always express it, let it be with foreigners, let it be with our brothers or sisters, you know, we really show them so much love, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That word, there's that word, it again, Danielle, brings us back to the title of, of your chapter in the book, 
and also this podcast episode. It's time to believe in it now. Yeah, okay. So what would I expect then as a, as a Westerner, as a British person coming to, what would I find, Daniel, if I came to Africa generally uh, or Cameroon more specifically? You know, take our listeners on a, a bit of a tour of welcome outside world to my continent, Africa, and mm. my country, Cameroon. What, what, can, what can we hope to find? You generally painted a picture there, Danielle, about the love, the warmth, the friendliness of the people. Just um, mm-hmm. that cross for African people, irrespective of where they are on the continent, or is that just specific to Cameroon? Uh, I, I actually see that in many other African countries like Kenya, uh, you know, uh, South Africa, Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, South Africa and Ghana. And um, um, it's not just for Cameroon, I would say, it's for many other Africans because we were basically being colonized by uh, almost the same, <laughs> the same countries. Like, like uh, one of the countries that colonized Cameroon was, um, you know, England, right? And uh, we took a little bit of that culture, loving, you know, uh, you know, well behaved and uh, respectful, and uh, and uh, which is a, a little bit different from the French culture because we were also colonized by the French, and you know, in in my country in particular, it's known that um what they call anglophones, like those who the, the English speaking parts of the country, right? They they are somehow very well. I mean, somehow well behaved. Um, you know, well put up and respectful. You know, we have been known for 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 that because, and we got that from the from from the English people. And if you are coming to Cameroon, definitely uh, we have we have ten provinces with um, two of them. That is like eighty percent of the population is being colon is being is made up of the, of the Anglophones, like. And that's uh, uh, Bamenda, like the Northwest region and the Southwest region. So it's made up of the English speaking people. And the other part, like where I am, is the economic capital of Cameroon, which is Douala. We have the political capital, which is uh, Yaounde. So, and in most of these big cities like Douala, Yaounde, we have people from uh, the Northwest, the Southwest as the Anglophones and the Francophones, like English and speaking English and French speaking people. So uh, if you are coming to Cameroon, you definitely have to be sure of the fact that you will not really have that language barrier. And uh, it's people are really going to welcome you. And uh, considering that you're, you're, you're a foreigner, you're coming to Cameroon. So um, there is more security in the French parts, right? The French parts of the country, uh, Yaounde, where I am actually, and Yaounde. And uh, for the English speaking part of the country, there's a little bit of insecurity, you know, because those are the people contesting, um, you know. And uh, well, but I was there uh, like uh, one month ago. So, uh, it's not though we have a day that is called a ghost town where nobody is going out, no activity is going on, thing people are just indoors. But um, you know, well, <laughs> well, there's peace somehow. 
and uh, people will always contest. That's that's for sure. People will always contest because of they're not satisfied enough. But if you're coming, for example, to Douala or Yaoundé, you have to be very sure of the fact that there's high security there. Like, you know, you don't really have to worry about insecurity. We also have many touristic sites where you could visit. You can see um, to discover more. You could also come and discover more about, um, uh, about the cultures and people, especially when you go to, to some of these villages and they know that you're coming to know more about the culture. They are so welcoming and loving. And they'll always be, 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 be relaxed, you know, and to tell you everything that you want to know about Cameroon cultures, our ancestors and everything. So, uh, yeah, Cameroon is a, 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 till 2016, our country was known as one of the most peaceful in Africa before all this chaos came, <laughs> came, came in. So, um, well, that's... You know, if I did come, there's two, I feel that there's two, um, building on that English language, there's two uh, energies that, or topics of conversation I could communicate with locals. One would be around love, and that's why I ask you that question. And the other one would be around football. Because isn't it true that the Cameroons, they're a bit, they're like the football, don't they? And that was probably due to a gentleman from a few years ago, Roger Miller. And I know you oh. know Roger Miller. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I think Roger Miller is one of our, our stars, superstars. Like everybody know about, most people actually know about Cameroon because of Roger Miller, because he is actually known as the best ever player, you know, uh, in, in, in Africa, you know, and, um, you know, so many people, it's great to also know that we have so many great, great players here. We have Samuel Eto, who is no more playing, playing actually, and Roger Miller, who has played, who played for, you know, in the early uh, uh, 2019 something, yeah, and, um, you know, he was actually um, a great player and he's so much admired by many people because of his talent. And I would say there are so many great players in, uh, in Cameroon. And uh, one thing I noticed is that if you go to, um, I would say not any, but most of the clubs in Europe, uh, USA and other Western and Eastern parts, you definitely find someone as uh, a Cameroonian that is playing in one of these teams. <laughs> right because because of i don't know if it's an inborn talent but we are we are really good at football <laughs> maybe it's because of 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 our um, uh, i would say of Roger Miller and many other people right and make the, the Cameroonians the, the the other generations really fall in love with football and give themselves so much into that mm. yeah so and true Daniel sorry to example just mindful of the referees now starting to put his whistle in his mouth to say the game's coming towards the end. So I want to ask you a big question right at the end of this, if we can call this a game between us now, this, this match, this whatever it is. But before I do that, I'd like to invite you in, if I may, to share your contact details, your website or you know, how people can reach out, you know, find out more about you. Because I've certainly found it fascinating to have just a little peek 
uh, African culture, and certainly more specifically, a little bit more around Cameroon. And I think listeners, I know that our listeners, Daniel, like that because, you know, it gives them a chance to understand or empathise a bit around another part of the world that they may or may not ever get to see for themselves. So what are your contact details, please? Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for this great episode. You know, it's I really actually enjoy myself during this conversation. But for anyone that wants to reach out to me, I'm very active on LinkedIn. And uh, you can get to me through uh, my name on LinkedIn and in other social media platforms is Daniel Asap Manto. And if you want to get to me directly, like, you know, I'm always very open to give out my mobile number, which is plus two, three, seven, six, seven, uh, three, uh, three, five, five, nine, five, seven. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank those, you. Uh, and as ever, listeners, those content details of Danielle's will be in the show notes. So, Danielle, the big question, the big question. So, Listeners know what's coming here, Daniel, because I always finish off with, with guests in this way. So I want you to imagine we've just met in a hotel reception or it's a conference or what have you, and we've been having a chat, the way we've been having a chat now, and we get into a lift together. Now that lift's obviously going up to the next floor, and it takes 30 seconds to go to the next level, roughly 30 seconds. In that 30 seconds, I say to you, do you know what, Daniel? It's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much. But when this lift gets to the, the next floor, one of us will go left, one of us will go right, and we may not ever see each other again. So I want you to leave me in the 30 seconds that we're in this lift together, one very, very, very powerful inspirational message that I can then take and share throughout the world that you've taught me. What would that be, Danielle, in 30 seconds? Yeah, that's a really uh, challenging and a great question uh, to conclude. <laughs> so I would definitely say uh, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter the challenges and the setback, it is time for you to believe in it now. <laughs> and it's as simple as that really isn't it and that's why you wrote about that in speaking from our volume seven and that's why daniel i want to thank you immensely for the part you've played in this what i call a dance this exchange of energy of thoughts of ideas of insights you know you've opened up the african culture to to me and our listeners daniel immense gratitude to you for that thank you thank you too thank you for having me on and so there we have it, listeners. The delight of Danielle, all the way from, well, I say all the way from, it all depends where you're listening in the world. It might not be all the way, but for me, um, as a break, it's quite, uh, it's more than a bus ride away, let's put it that way. And uh, I suppose all that remains now, listeners, is for me to sign off the way I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing.
How will you respond 